Welcome to the Lady Stuff Podcast with Kelly and Tiffany, the two licensed midwives behind Beautiful One Midwifery. This is your one-stop shop for all your Lady Stuff questions and topics. We are passionate about educating women, offering alternative solutions to common female health issues, and normalizing your body and your questions. Join us each week as we tackle new topics and laugh along the way. Welcome back to the Lady Stuff Podcast with Kelly and Tiffany. I'm Kelly. I'm Tiffany. And we're Kelly and Tiffany. And these are your two hosts. This is all you got. I'm sorry. We are perpetually apologetic about that. <laughs> and yet here you are. And here you you found yourself back. Um, today, as you can tell by the title of this podcast, we're chatting about interviewing care providers uh, we're coming at this both as care providers ourselves, but also people who have needed to choose care providers. So we have uh, lots of experience in not only interviewing, but being interviewed and the types of questions that like are meaningful and helpful. Um, and also just getting back down to the uh, basics of the fact that you are choosing somebody. Uh, you don't just have to be forced to see somebody. Yes, exactly. Yes. And the medicalized world would have you believe that you're just going to like hop on your little conveyor belt and move through mm-hmm. your insurance options and have have your care dictated that way. Right. And that's not the case. There's so much maneuverability inside of the medical system. Yes, absolutely. And I think... Uh, you know, people have no problem coming to interview with us, these like alternative-ish like care providers. But right when you're like, well, I have to see uh, a an, an endocrinologist or like somebody, I just need to see who's on my insurance and just show up and be like, well, I'm just going to accept even if I don't love them, right? I'm just going to like power through it. And uh, there's a whole wide world out there where you get to be in charge it's just a matter of uh, wrapping your brain around that, I think. Uh, so I think it's helpful to recognize that it is actually a problem that people are not doing more of this. Uh, and I'm sure you've spoken with friends. I've had experiences like this myself where I'm like, well, I'm just accepting it. But how many people actually like love their specific care provider? So whether it's for birth or anything else, how many people are like, wow, I really enjoy my time that I spend with them. I feel seen. I feel heard. um, I genuinely feel helped and listened to. That doesn't happen very often. No, and it's also because we've given our power away a lot inside of this health dynamic. Yes. To where we're going to let the other people just make the decisions for us. They must know what's best. We didn't go to medical school after all. Right. And therefore, they get to decide how the transaction's going to go, but it is still a business transaction. You mm-hmm. are just as much a customer as you are a patient. Yeah. You are ha- you are going into this hiring somebody. They are working yeah. for you. Yes. You are giving them money to perform a service. <laughs> and that is the end of the podcast because that is like the mo- that's the crux of all of this, right? It's like you are you are the one who is uh, in the driver's seat here, and uh, our medical system will have you think the other way around. Um, and then you may also be somebody who's just like has never really 
taken on responsibility for this kind of thing before, or this is a new idea of like, oh yeah, I should shop for a pediatrician. I should shop for uh, whatever other care provider you actually need. And it's much easier to just be like, well, I'm not going to put the effort into it and just show up and we'll just see how it goes. But it's much more detrimental in the long term, especially with how many, man, especially pediatricians. We have so many like friends, clients who've like left their appointments crying because they're like, I just didn't, right? They like were belittled or just felt terrible about some kind of choice that they made. I'm like, what is this? Hmm. Right? And so stepping back and taking some uh, responsibility in your own hands, it can feel a little daunting at first, but then I think it becomes really uh, clear as to the importance of it when you have experiences that either are terrible, that you can be like, oh, yeah, that was terrible. Don't want to do that again. Or when you have a really positive one that you're like, this is how... Um, my medical care should be yes treated. And unfortunately, sometimes that's the exception, yeah, to the rule. But it doesn't have to be when you develop a mindset of like, oh no, actually, this is how I'm going to approach all of the people that I invite into my health space. Right, and midwifery care for sure. Like, it's uh, I don't know what the right word. it hasn't ruined me, but like. Going to other care providers for other types of services, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I need more, right? And so you can pivot as, as but as you experience more of uh, connected care where you feel like you're in the driver's seat, I feel like that only begets more of that in other areas of your life. So, um, okay, so interviewing said care provider, interviewing as in like a, they're on an actual job interview. Do you want them to work for you? Uh, first of all, first of all, uh, there are a lot of care providers who will not provide consultations. Right. They will not provide interviews. And I'm sorry, but I think that is a massive red flag if somebody does not accept the fact that, yes, this is a job interview. Yes. And I'm a consumer making a pretty important decision. Right. So we can't tell you in this episode, like what boxes your care provider should be checking because my ideal provider is potentially not yours either, but hopefully we can help you navigate some of the waters if they're, if this is new to you um, and understand even what kinds of ideas for those boxes, like what those boxes can even be. Uh, and hopefully leave you feeling a bit more empowered to find a care provider that actually checks the boxes for you in your particular situation. Uh, so what are some reasons that somebody would want to even like interview somebody? Like, Why would somebody even take the time to do this? I think because when you recognize that you are looking for a certain experience out of your care, and two, it seems like there's options enough out there that you can potentially do a lot of digging around online to discover that like, well, this is all like pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to get the same base level of clinical care. Um, But you might be looking for a good personality fit or uh, a place where you just feel innately comfortable. Yeah. So important. You probably want to make, depending on what you're going for, you probably want to make sure, right, that's like their specific specialty, right, that they can provide lots of wisdom and insight on that. And even below that of like, what is their actual care philosophy? If it is just 
get in, get out, let me throw some medication at it. That may be really helpful in some situations, right? Uh, but not in in all of them. Uh, things like how they handle and like think about prevention versus treatment after the fact. Kind of the, are they more preventative? Are they more reactive? Uh, some ideas that you should be thinking about in your head of what is actually important to you. Um, and I think one of the most helpful things about going in for an interview, consultation, whatever, meet and greet, whatever they want to call it, is how they actually respond to your questions, right? Like, are they listening? Uh, do you feel like you're being respected? Uh, do you feel like you could trust the relationship that we'll build from here? Because I think you can gain that information very quickly, the way people answer their questions. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily about experience or information in an interview necessarily. Like, do you have the knowledge right. in order to take yeah. me from point A to point B? It's more like, am, are we going to work well together? Yes. And you may be looking for something very mainstream in your care, and that may be a really great care provider for you if that's their bent. If you go see somebody who's much more like uh, – you know, holistically minded and wants to start on these other things that you don't actually want, then uh, that's not going to be helpful, right? So understanding their views on like alternative treatments, natural stuff, how they weave together some of these pieces. Um, and then you can just kind of get a style or get a feel for like the style of their care, their even like the culture in their office. I feel like can be really important because like yes. who sets the tone when you get there and what that looks like can make a big uh, difference for sure. I feel like it's a little bit of uh, like finding the right person for you is a little bit of like science, right? It's a little bit of like this like data driven information and a lot of like there's an art to it. There's like this, uh, it's just a personality thing that your best friend's OB may not be the right one for you. Or this naturopath may not be the right fit for your friend, but it's, like, amazing for you. And so we have to, um, you know, recognize that we need to find the best fit. And the more comfortable that you are with that person, the more trust is going to develop, the more willing you are going to be to follow some plans, give feedback on those plans, and actually create, like, a working relationship, uh, which is exactly what this is. Haha. <laughs> relationship yes so you're gonna put your trust and your health in whatever way in this person's hand right so if you are sitting down for an interview whatever uh and get a bad feeling for any reason there's no amount of like credentials or insurance coverage or whatever that can kind of cover that experience you need to be able to trust your intuition on it I feel like that's a part that's like lacking for a lot of people. That's a part that or needs yeah. practice, which yes. I think is why this type of exercise is so important, even if you're pretty sure that you want to get care from this person, or even if yes. it just seems like a great fit and you're almost positive. It's like, well, why don't you yeah. practice mm -hmm. f slowing things down, feeling things out, and uh, touching in with intuition? Yes. We, we get a lot of... Uh, inquiries for consultations of people who are like, I've heard you on your podcast, I follow you on Instagram, I know you guys, you're the ones that I want. 
so let's like start this. And we help them practice that same exact thing of like, that's amazing. You sound great because you like us already. So you must be really wonderful. Uh, right. But slowing that down, having them still come in, practice those question asking experiences, get to actually know each other because what you see online or what you read about from your friend or whatever uh, may not be the, your actual experience or the best for you. Yes, and let me say from a provider perspective, the interview goes both ways. Ah, uh, yes. And so um, as a consumer, I don't know if I just, just because I have money and a problem, if you're the right <laughs> fit for me. Yep. <laughs> and so... If you have more money, do you have more problems? Yes. That is an actual real-life hip-hop fact. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so that's something to consider, too, on the consumer side, is your um, the person that you're interviewing or consulting with, they should have questions for you, too. Uh-huh. Yes, for sure. We actually provide our consultation people with like a few of those types of questions, like things you may want to think about asking us, things that you may want to anticipate being asked by us. Uh, because like with any interview, we want to kind of be prepared. Yes. And I want someone taking care of me that feels like we are a good match. I can help you. Yes. Your communication style, your the way that you go about yeah. um, navigating challenges and your desire Right. For where you see yourself in this process, I can actually help you with that. Yes. Instead of pretending like, I can help everybody. That would be great. Yes. I'm the best fit for everybody. For everyone. Because I'm so great. Yeah. Yep. Oh, for sure. And I think there's a lot of ego that goes in with, that can come in with being a care provider. Absolutely. Uh, and so cutting that down is a good thing. Um, okay. So before you actually go in to chat with a potential care provider, there's some things for sure that you're going to want to figure out for yourself, right? Like, do you care if this person is a male or female? Does that, like, is that an important factor to you? Obviously, if, like, you only want a female care provider, then don't waste your time going to interview a male care provider. Or decide to push yourself out of your comfort zone, interview one, and you may be like, actually, that wasn't as important as I thought it was because everything else lines up in this way. Uh, and then general things, right? Like, what kind of hours do they hold? Uh, what kind of, like, specialty do I absolutely have to have them have? Uh, and overall, what do you want the relationship to look like, uh, both personally and professionally, right? And so, uh, again, this is why we can't answer the question for you, because what you are looking for is probably going to be different than what I'm looking for or what Tiffany's looking for. So... Taking mental stock of like, what do I want to get out of this? Not only the healing or whatever that you're looking for, for a particular issue, but also how do you want the dynamic to actually work? I feel like we kind of miss that a lot of times. So some things to be thinking about, some general sample questions. Uh, in overall the best kind of interview questions are like open-ended ones, right? Where you're not bringing somebody to an answer, but allowing them to not only give you the information, but then you start to hear their personality in it too, right? And so uh, one of my favorite ones, some that we get, but also ones that I have used have been a lot of like, tell me about, and then whatever it is that's like important 
to you, right? Fill in the blank. Uh, how you normally manage whatever your issue is. Uh, what you love most about what you do, whatever whatever issue you're going in for, um, make them tell you more about it. And you'll be able to see not only their personality, but their care philosophy, their, uh, like how, what kind of time they're actually giving you, right? Because you may ask a question and get quick one word answers and you're like, clearly this is, this is how our appointments are going to go. And if I'm not being heard or I don't feel like you're giving me all the information or you're treating me uh, as if, like, this is ridiculous that I don't know the answer to this or whatever, that's going to impact uh, your assessment of your care and also just the uh, quality of that relationship. There was the first OB I ever went to when I was first pregnant. It was mm-hmm. my first appointment. And I thought I would had, like, done some research. Yes, but, like, of course. obviously not. I did not know what I was doing. <laughs> and I show up in this visit, and it ha- it's my first visit. She's not going to do a consultation. So I'm just seeing, like, the medical assistant. And then the nurse comes in and takes my history. And then yeah. finally the OB is there. And she's like, hi, okay, my name's blah, blah, blah. Do you have any questions for me? And I was like, yes, I actually do. I have a lot of questions for you. And so I start asking the questions. And she's like, but we don't even know if your baby has a heartbeat. And I was like, right. <laughs> yes. You are not the one yeah, for right. me. <laughs> oh, thank you. She's like, let's just, let's get that straightened out before you start trying to figure oh, out if I'm the right fit for you or not. Uh, crazy. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I see, I see what road that's going to go down. Oh, I'm wasting your time 100%. if I don't even have a baby. Right? Yes. Oh, and you'll be so, em- like, empathetic towards me if anything happens. Like, <laughs> right. oh, my goodness gracious. I know. Um, yeah, so that's a good red flag, right? Or for some people, maybe that makes them feel, but I don't know, right? I can't yeah, tell I you how either. that would make you feel, but it that would It should make not everyone make- feel terrible. <laughs> it would not make me feel good. <laughs> that is true. Um, you can chat with them about what their typical appointments look like. So that's going to have give you a very general expectation for, like, the actual time spent together, you can ask those specifics. Um, what to anticipate being done during those appointments? Because if you are looking for something connected, if you're looking for something deeper than simply in and out, uh, you'll hear it in a response to a general question like that. Um, and you can even be as bold to ask how long your appointments are, how, and not only that, but how long you actually are face-to-face with the person think a lot of that. I mean, we keep going back to like OB and midwifery care just because that's the world that we're in. Uh, I think a lot of people are really stunned at the amount of time they spend with their OB in an appointment. Mm -hmm. Not stunned because it's lavishly long, but stunned because it's, I would say on average, I mean, I'm sure there's a stat out there, six minutes, five minutes. Yeah. And the best OBs that I'm like, you ha- if you're going to have a hospital birth, you have to go to this doctor. Yeah. They spend like 10 minutes with their clients and they're right. like blown away by having that much time with them. Ah. Just as like reference, granted we have a lot, you know, we take care of fewer people, but our appointments are an hour generally. Yeah, 60 minutes of one-on-one time. Which... That may by. sound amazing for some people, and that may sound like, oh, gosh, I just I just want to be in and out. So that's a helpful like thing. But you can imagine how much relationship building and education and clinical care and, like, 
pers- individualized uh, care goes into that just because of that amount of time. Good. Yeah. So wanting wanting to figure out where is the what is this space for? What am I coming in here for? Yes. What do you, what does the person typically do during that appointment? And if you're in a larger practice that has, like Tiffany was saying, a, a nurse who comes in, a PA who comes in, and then the doctor, right? Sorting out all those pieces and if that uh, is the right fit for you or not. But you can ask how much time or what the general flow of that is. Um, you can chat about what your care provider expects from their clients or their patients, whatever word they use. Like, what does the ideal client, patient, doctor relationship look like for them? And I feel like most care providers don't get that kind of questioning. Um, and I think if somebody had an answer that was not, uh, I think you just have to look out for like authoritative language in that one in particular, unless that feels good to you. But uh, getting a general gist of like what they anticipate from their clients or patients, what that like ideal relationship looks like would be super telling um, of what your relationship will actually look like with them. Because otherwise, or I mean, you can get an answer that is, again, very authoritative of like, well, I expect them to do what I say, which we had a pediatrician, our very first pediatrician basically said something like that. And I was like, great. And this will work. Yeah. That's not going to work because I don't want to, I don't want to do what you say because <laughs> nothing else lined up either. And so, uh, yeah, I think that one in particular gives you a really good understanding of, uh, what to generally anticipate from that experience. Uh, you can ask them what their views on certain things or like uh, experience with whatever, like fill in the blank, whatever you're in there for. What are your views on vaccines, home birth, uh, thyroid health, uh, whatever it is that you're in for, or trying to stir it up a little bit just to see what their general viewpoint is, especially if you have a strong opinion about something uh, it would be helpful to have somebody who's on your wavelength or at least not going to be uh, rude about your life choices. Yeah, right. Uh, that one in particular, I think a lot of uh, parents end up in a in an uh, interesting situation just given like pediatricians and their choices on vaccines or even uh, choosing home birth, things like that. Uh, I know we we only recently in the last like few years have found a pediatrician that we loved, but our second pediatrician after our second baby uh, was like not okay with the fact that my baby was born at home. And I was like, well, she's here <laughs> and you're seeing her it already happened. Uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of fascinating and it helped me see, okay, I like it. I need to take a look in the mirror when I say this kind of stuff in terms of choosing people that are not going to make you feel ridiculous for the kinds of... Uh, really thoughtful choices yes, you've made. Yes, yes, right. absolutely. Um, and then in general saying, okay, so here's my main goal, right? My main goal in coming to you is whatever it is. Here's what I'd like to achieve. What would your either general approach you know, to helping me reach those goals? What would that look like? 
they don't need to necessarily give you all of their answers, right? Because that is for the actual providing of care. But to have them listen to what you would like to achieve, what that what wellness in this situation looks like to you, and hearing their response. Because what uh, your goals may be, they either may be very efficiently able to help you, they may not, they may give you really accurate expectations, they may make you feel terrible about that particular goal. It's just going to help you really sort through the pieces of, yes, you are for me, or no, you are for sure not. Yeah? Yeah, and then I also think that there's an opportunity for the care provider, because this happens to us kind of often, we'll ask somebody what they're hoping to get out of their yes. care. And every once in a while, there's an answer where I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that you shared that because we well, we don't do that. Yeah, we can't actually help with that particular thing yes. or like can't provide that particular experience. Right. Yeah. And so I think that's a good place to like establish. This is what yes. I'm hoping to get out of this. Is this, can you actually provide that thing? Right. So back and forth, actual communication. And again, uh, that's what it is actually all about. You recognizing what your goals are and trying to find the right person to help you meet them. So hopefully all of these like little tidbit of pieces just help you take a step back and think about this potentially differently than you have before. And just remind you that you are actually in the driver's seat in this situation of your decisions, um, of your choices, and you are the one who is hiring this person. And if they don't seem like a right fit, that you can trust that intuition and keep looking. Um, A hot tip, though, that we have learned, just because I know a lot of people will listen to this and be like, okay, that's all great. I'm just going to figure out who my insurance covers and find the best out of that option, right? Um, But one of the things that we have discovered in our line of work is uh, checking in with your insurance to see if they offer something called a gap exemption that allows people who are out of your network in uh, insurance land to be given privileges to come into network for a certain amount of time, especially if there are no other providers uh, in network who provide that particular type of service. Yeah, so there's some advocacy that you can do within your insurance coverage also. Yeah, I just think that's a helpful like reminder that uh, we don't just have to succumb to uh, whatever they tell us that we need to, right? Yeah, and then I also want to just chirp in one more time because we've talked about chirp, it chirp. before, um, but private health shares. Oh, yeah. Medical health shares are like basically like co-ops and everybody pulls in and you're able to take out when you have needs, and that includes alternative healthcare providers that yeah. would not necessarily be covered in a traditional mm-hmm. insurance plan. And you can have that alongside your insurance. You can have that just you know by itself and use it as insurance. But that's another way to utilize the resources that you have in order to really maximize the amount of care that you can get. Yes, absolutely. And all that just goes to show uh, when we dig a little deeper, there are options and we need to kind of take back our responsibility and like gumption to actually move forward to do that. I don't know the last time I used the word gumption. Gumption is a word. It is is a word. Uh, Well, hopefully that was uh, helpful. We'd love to hear back on like how you found your 
right person. Any hilarious stories of finding the wrong person? Yes, there's a lot of those. <laughs> it's almost like dating. Yes, oh, for sure. Where you're like, this, this is wrong. Nope, this is all wrong. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, but we will catch you next week. Yep, thanks, guys. 